or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. You are listening to the official sequel, Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping you become a better marketer. Today, we have a pretty special podcast episode in store for everyone. Can you can you tell us why it's special, Matt? Well, it's special for our visual audience. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I encourage you to take a moment at some point when you're finishing on your commute. Just take a moment and pull up our YouTube channel because this episode is shot entirely with the iPhone 13. We've got two cameras, one running uh, cinematic mode on a nice side angle, looking over at Brandon. We've got our wide shot here that's also in cinematic mode uh, on the slider cam. iPhone 13 cinematic mode, plug for that, but not sponsored. So if you're uh, watching this, um, you give us the, uh, the comments down below. And tell us what you think of this, because this is a, not a plug for Apple, but definitely want to utilize. Well, now I don't even want to do the podcast. I thought you lined that up. I mean, it was liter- that was in the email I sent you Monday. Big subject line, get Apple to pay for this. Yeah, Tim Cook responded back. His At least his assistant responded mm-hmm. back and said he mm-hmm. was out of country for the afternoon. Yeah, he was just kind of hacking Facebook at the time, taking it off the yeah. off the DS. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, so. you know that's another that's another story for another day. So iPhone 13, tell us what you think, what this looks like down below. If I come over here to cinematic mode <laughs> on this side shot here, does it rack focus to my face? We don't know because we don't have monitors up for us to see, <laughs> but uh, we do have this lovely podcast these, set. These so shall we phones. do a podcast? Yeah, yeah, on the phones that are going to put us out of business soon, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Um, today, we thought we'd talk about how do we get started advertising. Mm. So this is kind of a really big question from a lot of our small business customers, which is, hey, business is starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more questions about how other people can access my products or services. I'm getting inquiries online, social media comments. They want me to expand. Um, I think I can do that, but how do I get the word out that I've made the decision to either expand my network or mm-hmm. where my products and services are offered or even launch new products? Like, how do I how do I get yeah. started pr- promoting? Spending money to promote your brand, whether that be with an actual paid ad or just spending money like to promote content because it's a it's a campaign. How do you is there is there a determining factor of knowing that you're ready for that? Is it is it just dollars and cents or is it kind of some sort of a campaign that you need to push? Like That's a good question. I think the first thing to check off your list is make sure that operationally you're running smoothly as mm-hmm. a business, that you are profitable and that you are uh you feel somewhat secure, right? Somewhat sure. there's some consistency in your business. Um mm-hmm. I understand there can be seasonality, but that's a good place to start is just making sure that your business feels like it's running optimally on its own. Mm -hmm. That's check one. Check two is really, um, that's going to be more risk association and whether you're more averse to risk or Mm -hmm. you lean in to risky situations. Um, Because I don't want to set the example or, or paint the picture that just because you For spend sure. advertising dollars, it's going to work. It's going right? to, yeah. So this is a difficult decision that a lot of folks uh, that are owning and operating their business have to make. And they're sitting there saying, well, one, how do I get started? But how do I define that budget? Uh, what am I looking at to spend monthly? And, and what sure. could I hope would be my return on that investment? So mm-hmm. to answer those questions, I think we have to start with a little bit of market research. Yeah. Right, yeah. which is what we always encourage our um, our clients to do, which is learn a little bit more about your customers. So, if you haven't done your own internal first party data, meaning you know uh, polls, questionnaires, phone calls, email surveys, if you haven't done that with your own uh, customer base or your audience group, that's the place to start. Go talk to them directly. Mm-hmm. Find out what 
you know, not only are they male, female, their age demographics, what are they like yeah. to do? What, what are they using your product or service for? How is it changing their lives? How would they like it to be better? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even the people that don't choose your brand are a great resource. Uh, you can get information for why they chose another brand, why they didn't move forward mm-hmm. with purchasing your product. There's a lot of things that you can, you can gain out of collecting that data, but overall that would help you establish yeah. the hardest question, which is where in my yeah, opinion. That was going to be my like, okay, let's say I'm ready. I get it. <laughs> I checked my numbers. Now I'm ready, but you know, how, how is there, is there a good way to determine that, that there is a one avenue that's a good fit for you as a business over another? I mean, obviously you think about LinkedIn. If you're, if your customer is more centric around business focus that you want to gain as a business, uh, LinkedIn makes sense. If you're thinking more B2C, there's a whole lot more options out there, but is there a good, is there a good, I think B2C probably would be the most value. So is there a good way to choose a good B2C platform to, to go down that road? Again, starting from that market research and understanding who your customer is is going to dictate a lot of that for you. For sure. So what I want people to to think about is if you start your process the correct way, which is with the market research, it's going to take the stress away from the following decisions. It's going to remove the complexity of making the decision because the data is going to show you the sure. route in which you need to go. You just so, genuinely know where your customers are and right. what they're consuming. If my primary demographic, I'm going to try and keep this as generic as possible, but if my primary demo is a male who's 25 years old, I know by doing some very quick research on Google, Facebook, that YouTube is probably the best platform for that. Mm -hmm. YouTube is primarily a male audience. It's primarily a younger male audience. So I know that when it comes to spending ad revenue, I may expect a better return on my investment. For sure prioritizing YouTube over saying, well, I'm going to be on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, business publications that I have to buy into. So as you're starting to, you know, hopefully eliminate some assumptions Mm -hmm. and really focus in on a platform of choice based on where your ideal customer is. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that helps too, because then that also kind of determines once you've figured out where your customers are and what the content they're consuming, that also then helps you plan to actually execute on it. So then you have a better understanding of, of before you even get to the drawing board of deciding what your content you're going to create to do that advertisement, whether it's paid or, or just organic content, you'll already have a better understanding of what, what you need to be thinking about. And right. I think for me as when I come to that, come to that, that avenue of conversation, when we're talking about content, those are the, just the kind of the, the, questions that you just keep in your pocket all the time to ask doesn't matter who you are as a business you always need to ask yourself those same starting questions of who is my audience where are where is my audience and then we say okay well what is my audience doing and then you just have to decide as a business do you want to be something that that gets hooked in line with something that's viral mm-hmm. like as in a uh, something that's a splash in the pan yeah you'll get a quick big response with your audience but it won't necessarily create an impact of any sort of legacy with your brand so you just have to decide as a content uh, that you're you're wanting to formulate yourself around on whatever platform you're choosing that makes the most sense what impact do you want to make something big and splashy or something that has more drip system where you're trying to strategically align your audience yeah, I like that mentality. I, I really try and boil it down for simplicity's sake. If we're talking advertisement, not just organic content, but mm-hmm. advertisement specifically, 
really base your content in two main categories. One is going to be what I call direct response, mm -hmm. which is you want that individual who's viewing your content to take action after they see it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always specifically have to be an action on the business, meaning make a purchase or make a phone call. Yeah. It can be action on that content, which is if the content happens to be a market survey or a poll, you want yeah. someone to answer that, right? So um, there's ways to create and design that content around the action that you hope that they take. So that's one, direct response. The second mm -hmm. one is branding, which I think gets into that drip. Like yeah. you're, you were kind of setting up there is branding is something that is helping you be present in the mind and feelings of your customer and mm -hmm. your ideal audience. So brand is not imagery. Usually it's not a logo. It's yeah. not a catchy tagline. It's not a campaign slogan. Brand is what you feel when you close your eyes, it's what you mm -hmm. feel about a product, a service, an experience. And legacy based because and, it's, it's yeah. it happens and lasts for a longer time. Exactly. So you need to be doing both of those. So that's another kind of key thing is, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of folks are like, well, should, do I make an offer? Do I offer a discount, you know, or, you yeah. know, what do I do? Do I create an event and focus all my energy on that? Or do I just brand and mm. copy Coca-Cola's of the world? And yeah. the truth is you need to be doing both. And your business is really going to dictate which one of those you prioritize. So yeah. if you have some seasonality to your business, I would say when you're in your off season, you are branding and you're spending mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less advertising dollars than an off season so that you're reminding folks that when that need does arise and you're mm -hmm. back in seasonality, you're the brand of choice that they're going to to purchase from. For sure. And there's a level of preparedness, too, to be aware of what's going to occur from the campaign itself once you start doing the advertising. And you mentioned the level of, of success being, you know, if, if you're only going to get 5% success on it. You still have to think, though, um, am I prepared to accept what that result of that campaign, whether it's only 5%, 2%, whatever the, 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 but, you know, well, let's say it's really successful. Are you prepared for a couple different things? Are you prepared for the, the size of the audience? So mm -hmm. if you're like a restaurant, can you add any tables to your <laughs> floor? Can you squeeze more people in in a night? If you're a, if you're a business selling a product, it's can I manufacture or push that number of product yeah, if it's shipping. really successful? Yeah. And then if it's gimmicky, it's is this going to hurt me? Like mm -hmm. if I do a coupon yep. and I get a shit ton more sales, <laughs> is that actually going to cause a problem because I've got a lot of people buying this discounted product? Is that going to but maybe it doesn't hurt. I can don't we, know. So just get to think about it. Can we quantify a shit ton? Because I think that that's what our <laughs> viewers metric, want to know. Metric. Yeah. <laughs> a shit know. ton <laughs> is usually a measurably good yes. for your business. But yes, you do Insert need to be prepared Insert Jurassic for it. Park quote. That is one big pile of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's something you need to be prepared for. So starting with data. Mm -hmm. to identify where the customer base is, right? So that's going to help you make the decision on what platform to be yep. present on. Mm -hmm. We just talked about content, so designing that content for the platform, for the customer in general, based off the business need. Mm -hmm. So just a couple more specifics on that is yes. you're going to probably get pretty overwhelmed rather quickly with the amount of options you have for creating an ad on any of the platforms now, you can go from as short as five seconds to as long as 10 minutes in mm -hmm. some instances that yep. you can promote dollars behind. Um, that is something that everyone asks, like, well, what's better, shorter content or longer content? And that cannot be answered 
until you get started. So you are going to have to test that over time. It doesn't mean that it should detract or um, sure or, or, or stop you from, from producing a certain type of content because you're going to learn from your audience whether they want more information from you. And yeah. if they want more, that either means you up the frequency of your short content or you extend the length of your content so sure. that you give them more information, which is great. Okay, there are there are trends that you could look at to automatically kind of know, like in this day and age right now, where we are in the end of 2021, a lot of short form content Mm -hmm. is more beneficial than a couple longer form for the most part. There are a lot of variables to that, mm-hmm. you know, determination. But B to C, let's let's be specific. Okay, so sure. For B to C, I think you're absolutely right. Yep. I would say that we always test what's called ad sequencing with our partners, meaning we will test burst of small and mm-hmm. short form content. We will integrate a short, then a long form, then a short, then a long form, then a long mm-hmm. form. You know, we test all the different variations of that so that we know, so that we're not making yeah. guesses on that. Um, and that helps us, you know, spend those budgets a little wiser. For sure. So there, there, there's a lot you can go into. But what I'll say is don't be overwhelmed. Don't be afraid of starting with the easy builder, the yeah. template builders that are inside some of these platforms. Because they are useful. They are going to get the mm-hmm. wheels turning. And mm-hmm. if you feel scared and you just need to rip the Band-Aid off and get rolling, yeah. start with 25 bucks. Start with $50, $100. Like mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a big deal for you to get in, learn how to publish something, watch it go live, yeah. learn how to see the metrics coming in and read all that because it's super complex it can be really really overwhelming that's why agencies like ours exist that's why we offer those types of services for our clients they don't know how to track it they don't know Mm -hmm. how to return value their their google analytics is not mapped it's not easy it's not easy at all because that's that's one of the main aspects where when we talk to a lot of our uh, smaller clients that don't have capacity to manage doing the ads themselves that's one of the values of being able to work with us specifically but if you are going to jump in and do it yourself, um, is there a, a I mean, because <laughs> you, you don't want to just shove someone off and, and not have any sort of resources. Are there is there a good understanding of either a volume to start at and mm-hmm. kind of how to tone that in before you just unlock the gates on it? Um, hmm. That's a that's going to go back to your risk aversion mm-hmm. and what your personal preference is and the ability of income or discretional dollars that you have to invest and it is an investment you are testing you will get mm-hmm. even if you feel that you got no sales in that moment that you ran those advertisements you're getting such valuable data that I would I would argue that whatever you spent was well worth it if not even beyond mm-hmm. as long as you are looking through the right lens and you're being optimistic and you yeah. see that you can use this information but I've spoken with people where I'll go in and I say well tell me what you're selling and this individual might be selling Maseratis. Yeah. And I said, well, what are you spending on ads right now? And they're, they were spending between five and $7,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Now, some clients would hear that and have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. But if you For sell sure. a Maserati, mm-hmm. their margin on one car yeah. was about $11,000 Yeah, in perspective. So the next car you sell that's easier to sell, you've the already The first car made. they sold, they broke even. Yep. They mm-hmm. were profitable on the sale of the car first mm-hmm. and then the advertising that it's, it took to do it. Mm-hmm. So the Maserati dealer, I may suggest something like $30,000 a month yeah. for advertising. And of course, there's sticker shock. Even if you're in the luxury category, even if you spend a lot, of, you think you spend a lot of money, yeah. that's going to shock you. Yeah. But if I put it in perspective of, well, 
here's how you break even on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Here's how profitable we think you're going to do because we think at $30,000, and this is the math that, that we do when we sit down with our clients. We sit down and we do math with you and we tell you, hey, look, we think we can move eight cars a month. Yep. Yeah, you That's just, 88000 in profit. Mm-hmm. It's, We've asked start, you for The wheel 30. starts turning instantly because right. it just it makes sense. And that's that's the goal, at least when you're when you're talking to an agency and you want to make sure that you have that understanding, ask them what the, the, the ROI is because you have to have something to at least target right. to say that this, this is what we feel that, that is a realistic metric. Don't feel like you're going to instantly start selling if it's cars. Don't feel like you're instantly going to start selling 100 more cars a week right. necessarily because right. that's not necessarily a realistic goal. I think that yeah. even harkens back to one of our previous podcast episodes where keeping that realistic expectation and what it is that you're wanting to achieve, but understanding that there are real metrics that you could know going in before you ever even start of what could happen right. realistically yep. with what the spend is. And then it's just understanding of how much volume do you want to push at a comfort level, which you, exactly. again, that's what you mentioned earlier. So I think for kind of rounding out the, the specifics, are there any other factors that we should be thinking about? Because there's so many different platforms to choose from so many different volumes to start with. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I wish wouldn't want people to get in there, listen to this episode and start with five bucks just because they're, mm-hmm. they're ready to start, but yeah. they're, they're cautiously um, like dipping their toe in the water. So maybe one kind of final idea or thought around that cautious uh, advertiser to yep. just start out with of maybe test the waters and see a very small spend and then here's what the metrics you would expect to see from a very small spend just to see if it's even moving the needle at all. Right, yeah. Moving the needle is needing to be defined. So um, without getting too complex, I would say the simplest advice I can give you is to find out where your audience is, determine that platform of choice, mm-hmm. and stick with just that platform to start with. Okay, That's so fair. Yeah. a lot of people will get on Google AdWords, they'll get on Facebook and Instagram, they'll get on YouTube, they'll get on you know Snapchat in some instances, and they're they're trying to spend everywhere and test everywhere mm-hmm. to figure out if that works. If you're getting started, pick one platform that you know that you can reach the most of your audience. Yeah, that's and good. And it's usually going to be, from a social standpoint, YouTube, Facebook, that's that's going to mm-hmm. have your larger audiences. Yeah. Google will as well, but there's such complexity in that process. Mm-hmm. I would never tell a beginner to go try and start running Google AdWords because uh, your, your budget will be spent quickly mm-hmm. and yeah. you might not walk away with the understanding that you hoped you would. And then as far as for ROI and understanding if that little small budget has moved the needle, Again, is the is the objective to get them to your website? Is the objective mm-hmm. to make a phone call? Is the objective to generate a lead? Or is the objective to buy e-commerce on your site? Yeah. So determining what that is and setting up the tracking using some of those you know pixels mm-hmm. and some of that code that you can drop on your website will give you an indicator of not only let's say a hundred people saw my ad if you're you're using a very small amount like mm-hmm. twenty bucks. Yeah. A hundred people saw my ad. Uh, five of those people went to my website. None of them checked out. Yeah. So none of them bought from me. Mm-hmm. A rookie, a novice would say, well, that was an unsuccessful spend mm-hmm. of $20. No sales, yeah. However, you just got your brand in front of 100 people. Mm-hmm. Five of them were so interested in what you had to say, they went immediately to your website. Yeah. That's so they're yeah. confirming that you have an interesting product offering. 100 people saw it. Mm-hmm. You had a chance to convert them on your website for whatever reason they didn't. Yeah. 
Now I have the data to say, you learned five, something, yeah. five out of the hundred mm-hmm. liked the ad. Could I make the ad better? What was it about the ad that they liked? I wonder, should yeah. I try a different headline? Should I try a different color? And then on yeah. your website, you can reevaluate. Well, I landed them on the front page of my website. I really wanted them to go check out. So maybe next time I'll send them, I'll a, little send them a little yeah. further in the funnel. I'll send them to my product page or my checkout page for the specific product they saw in that ad. Mm-hmm. So you start to learn, you start to adjust and only after starting, do you become yeah. more familiar and more relaxed about it? I'll That's say good. that for yeah. most business owners, $20 is probably a little too low there. You're not, you're not it's hard to get probably, any real metrics. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not going to be concerned on that. And if you've made the idea that you're ready to advertise, you probably have even too high of a number in your mind that you might mm-hmm. be thinking, which is good yeah. news because you can start lower. Yeah, if you've so, got that, then great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, make sure that it's make sure you follow the steps that we discussed previously before spending mm-hmm. that, especially. But um, yes, if you if you're wanting to dive in and and get started with it, and you want to do a cautious approach, and you do that small spend up front, uh, have your expectations in a line, and make sure that you're tracking the data and learning throughout the process mm-hmm. to either change those ads change your objective that's the website or uh, a booking or or a phone call mm-hmm. you know check check those metrics and see what happened and learn something along the way and just because you didn't get that one final like checkout like you said doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of opportunities to learn something so make sure that that you're kind of wrapping yourself around this whole process before you get started because you don't want to jump right to the end you don't want to you know skip those those first couple of steps so be thinking about that entire process when you're planning your uh, advertising goals and what you're wanting to hit and achieve. And uh, yeah, we, we hope that that if you need that help, obviously you can always reach out to us. Uh, we're, we're happy to help dialogue with you on that. But Yeah, and we'll hit more of these specifics in other podcasts yeah. where we'll go really deep into actual steps and get For you sure. set up and stuff. If there's things that we haven't hit here or you have more questions i'd love to see them in the comment section yeah, so absolutely. whether this is on youtube whether you're seeing this on social like facebook or instagram or if you're just listening to this find a way to comment find a way to to ask us a question that you might still have and we'll make sure that we answer that absolutely thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you next time on the sequel marketing experiential podcast see you guys